Hey there, this is Drake on the campus of Huntington University. You're listening to Rooted, an in-depth conversation with interesting people and topics that matter to the Forrester family. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. You can find us by searching Forrester Radio Rooted. Today, I'm joined by Joy Heisey and Spencer Kraft. Joy and Spencer, thanks for joining me. Yeah, well, I'm Joy Heisey, and I'm an animation major. I've been, I'm a junior now, and I honestly really love being at Huntington, and yeah, that's me. And I'm Spencer Kraft, a senior here at HU in business management, and very excited to be here today. Nice, nice. Well, glad to have you both here. So I'm going to ask you a few set of questions. If you can answer them all right, we'll be good to go. First question, what events have you guys or SAB activities such as Olympiad and Forrester lectures, for example, taught you about being good Christians? I think about Olympiad in particular and remember the first time that I participated in Olympiad. Just the fact that oftentimes we get into the mindset of, you know, getting competitive and all of that, and the reality is is that what stuck out to me and, and taught me about Christian life is one person came up to me and just said, you know what, in the end, it really doesn't matter who wins, who loses. It's about building community. And I really think about that as, as I go into my Christian walk and, and my Christian way of life of, you know, wanting to build community and true community at that and that's really what I took from Olympiad in particular. He actually stole my answer because I was also going to say Olympiad and I was also going to talk about the community that we build and I think Olympiad is a great way to learn friendly competition and at least for me since I'm an animation major and usually stuck in Becker Dungeon all the time I really appreciate the fact (laughs) that I get to interact and be with other students on campus it's when I can see my other friends but also make new friends and especially I make it a challenge to always be in the acapella competition and you know it's always rough but I can't not do it because I have so much fun regardless of like the really late night practices and stuff, but I just really like getting to spend that time with those people. So Olympiad has really taught me just about fellowship and a good community aspect and just getting to know others. And that's what God really wants us to do is go out and meet his people and fellowship and take time to be with them. I couldn't agree anymore. Next question. How have your friends inspired you to go on Christ's path? Great question. One friend that I can specifically point out is actually Melissa Farthing, which is ironic because she's right in the other room right now doing her radio show, but we both work in the radio station and I really am inspired by her just because of how hard she works, but also she's a devoted Christian and I don't have many friends like that in the animation department just because I know a lot of people in that department don't necessarily come for the faith-based community. That's something I specifically came for, but I find it really refreshing spending time with Melissa because we both have that mindset and that's why we both love the radio station is reaching out to those with music and God's word. So that is how my friends inspire me to go on the Christian path. Yeah, I would completely agree. I think for myself personally, it's just been the atmosphere of, you know, at dinner throughout semester after semester, hanging out with people. Christ is always coming up in conversation. Right, and I think about times over in the hub. I've been hanging out, I've been doing homework and chilling with people and you know, 
one of my friends is stressed or something like that and just see one of my other friends you know whether it be from memory or whether it be them pulling out their bible they pull up scripture to uh, just encourage in those moments and go hey like this is what god's word is saying and speak this over your life and just being able to see my friends go like always go back to god and always you know turn towards that it's inspiring every single day well it seems like you guys are very good friends with christ and I would say your friends are good. I'm grateful that Melissa Farthing is a devoted Christian, that she gives you sort of comfort in knowing that you're not alone. Yeah, I just I appreciate that I can go to her if I have this specific issue, and she makes me feel comfortable talking about those issues. And I'm also grateful that, Spencer, you do stuff with your friends with the Bible. Absolutely. And you comfort them. Yeah. I, I would take it you're a very good comforter. Thank like, you. You're a good man to be friends with. Appreciate that. Yeah. I care about you guys. And next question: What are your majors? So right now I am in business management, and then looking at after I graduate here in April, actually going to seminary to go on to pastoral work, and so using my undergrad to get a business degree that'll help me with you know going into ministry. So as I've said before, I'm an animation major, but I plan to go into the 3D animation industry. I want to either work on films or go into the gaming world. And one thing I hope to achieve in that is that I think God's made me a good leader and I want to be someone that can lead with Christian integrity because I know that a lot of people in that industry, you know, can be a dark place faith-wise. So I'm, I'm hoping that God can send me somewhere to whatever company and I can be kind of a light in that area. But I'm not, like, there yet. I think he's going to continue to grow me into who he wants me to be to wherever I go. But, yeah, I'm an animation major and I love making art projects. And is that kind of like following your passion, like what God wants you to do? Yeah, it's definitely the skills he's given me. I mean, ever since I was little, that was my main trick, my, <laughs> my like, a one-trick pony. And I knew that, like... That was where I needed to head because that was just such a huge passion of mine. And I know God gave that to me for a reason, and I want to use that to the best of my ability. Yeah, wouldn't you think so, that following your passion would be what God wants you to do, Spencer? Yeah, I, I would say for myself, business is more of a, it was a logical choice coming in. God has definitely grown me in that. It's been incredible to see. It has actually, through that, led me into pursuing ministry after my undergrad, which is awesome. But definitely the connection aspect, I think, of business and the way that you're constantly networking and getting to know people and just the crossover there with ministry as well. And just thinking about that and going, yeah, that's my passion right is getting to know people and getting to just talk with people and hear about their lives is really something that I'm super passionate about so I would I would definitely say so well, good that's very good good on you both pat yourselves on the back for good Christ-like passion behavior alrighty next question what's your favorite Bible verses to read so I actually been reading Romans that I've been reading a lot of and I think it might be becoming my favorite book just because there's so much in it about how to live your life and a lot of it is like the beginning of Romans. Romans is known as the bad news <laughs> versus because a lot of it you know is about what you really shouldn't be doing and it convicts me a lot because none of us are perfect and none of us have 
zero flaws and find Romans book that helps you kind of check your heart. But my favorite verse right now is Romans 12, 1 through 2, which says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So this verse strikes me because it tells me straightforward, no metaphor, what the best way to worship God. And it's to be dead to yourself, but live in Christ. And through that, you can eventually know what God's will is. And I'm hoping that will, you know, I have a plan for my life, but I want that plan to line up with God's will. And I know that right now that might not be and he might throw a curveball but I'm hoping that I through study and worship I can eventually align my plans with exactly his. Yeah I love that. Romans is also one of my favorite books and and such wisdom there. I'd say for myself right now probably one of my favorite passages in all of scripture is the book of 1 Corinthians but in particular 1 Corinthians chapter 1 starting in verse 26 goes through verse 31 and I'll just read it here quick but it says for consider your calling brothers not many of you were wise according to worldly standards not many were powerful not many were of noble birth but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong God chose what is low and despised in the world even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. And I just love this passage simply because there have been times in my life that I've been very proud, but there have also been times that I've been at, at very low spots and just really question, God, can you really use me? And and he draws me back to that passage every time of going, yes, I can, because your boasts are not in yourself, but in me. And so I will choose those who, you know, are foolish according to the world and those who are shamed according to the world, and I will use them for my purpose. And just seeing God do that continually, you know, in my own personal life and lives of friends, it just really sticks out that passage and, and just absolutely love those verses. They help you go on the path of Christ. Amen. Yeah. Well, good. What's a fond memory you have that felt like God made it specifically for you? I suppose for myself, it was about a year ago towards the end of my grandma's life. She was living with us, and I just remember she was dealing with some anxiety and stuff like that. And I remember I got to sit down with her at her bedside, and we just we sang old hymns that she had taught me as a child that she had sang to me my whole entire life and I got to then sing it back to her and just you know sing with her hymns that have carried me through some wonderful times and some not so wonderful times and just being able to have that where it's going from something that was saying to me as a child that I can now return to the person who sang it to me. It just felt like God was going, this is meant specifically for you. And it just was a wonderful, wonderful memory. So my fond memory is a little goofy. It's something that I take seriously, but also it's going to sound kind of dumb. But I am someone who really likes to throw little parties to kind of just bring together the people in, especially my major, and like just bring people together and I usually like to bring games and I like people to just 
like enjoy themselves, play games together. And that doesn't really happen a lot, especially in my major. So I purposely take out the time to set these things up so people can get together. And I remember like one night, you know, people were playing the games. Like something so simple as this, I feel like God has, you know, it can work through things like that even if it sounds silly and it sounds like people are just playing video games together or board games i find it so impactful that these people can come together and i made that happen so i always try to like see if i can find spots to set up things for people to come together like a tiny little sab kind of thing for the dma department but i feel like god like let me know that even these small things matter and it shows that you're putting in the effort to get to know these people and I think they'll appreciate that and that can help them open up and you know you that's what Christ would do Christ would want people to come hang out so and like everyone it's not just like certain people I want as many people to come and just fellowship so that's my fond memory yeah and it seems like both of you guys saw that in the moments that God made for you, the memories that God made for you, specific ones, it is about serving people, which is what Christ wants you to do. Why do you think it's serving people that Christ wants us to do that makes the moments special? Well, in the Bible, he commands us to serve others, and he displayed that himself as Jesus. So I think it's another form of worship that we're glorifying him by serving others. We're commanded to, and it's fun for me. I really like serving others, so I feel very fulfilled in Christ when I serve others. Yeah, I think with that, you know, also comes the aspect of it goes countercultural to, you know, what the world tells you and what Satan tells you is, you know, be proud and, right. you know, let pride seep in. And yet, you know, in those moments where God is leading you to serve others, it breaks down every single wall of pride. And you sit there and you go, wow, like this is not about me. This is about others and about Christ. And ultimately through that, like the glory goes back to God. And so, you know, it's almost like tactic against the devil's schemes of, you know, when our hearts are focused on others, our hearts can't be focused on ourselves because they're focused outward. And, you know, and so God, it seems tends to push those memories in our minds and our hearts and you know makes those fond memories because they're outward focused they're not focused on us and what a wonderful aspect that is what does that mean about if we're also focusing on others god does want us to work on ourselves and help ourselves how does working on ourselves show love to god i think in some aspects you know it's as simple as we're god's children right and just as so often our parents want us to tell them things, right? Working on ourselves in some aspects is simply going to God and, and telling him what's up, right? Like you go to a parent or a trusted friend or, you know, somebody special in your life and you tell them what's going on. And I think in the same way, like that's one of the ways that we can work on ourselves is going to God and going like, God, today's a tough day, not an easy day. And it's simply going back to God, right? In the same aspect, again, in a way it is focusing on us and the same way it's not it's focused on Christ and God and who God created us to be right and so ultimately the focus is still on God and in that way we're focusing we're helping ourselves because we're focused on God and just how cool that is I was gonna say something very similar about how serving others you know as he said is very humbling and while you serve others you are working on yourself because it's checking your pride and you don't want to be prideful about oh I did this thing so I'm such a good Christian that's not the point you always need to make sure you're in check 
while serving others, and I think it's kind of a cohesive working on others and yourself at the same time. So check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly sure. it. What's something you would share with a newcomer to the Christian community about Christianity? I would make sure to let that new Christian know that like it's not easy. Being a Christian is not always sunshine and rainbows, but the thing about being a Christian is you always have that like solid rock to fall on. I know for me, if I wasn't a Christian, I really don't know where I'd be because I wouldn't have anything solid to believe in or anything solid of why I'm here, what I'm doing. Jesus is my rock and that and allows me to have a purpose and have meaning and I think that's very important, but you just have to remember that the world is against you and I'm reminded that every day and I have trouble with like conflict and I struggle to speak up for what I actually believe in and that's something I've been working on because I just stay quiet usually because I'm scared of rejection of course and I think that's a struggle that you're going to face as a new Christian and you just need to be aware but again you have such a powerful force behind you that it's not impossible and it's just going to take time and you know you'll have your good days and your bad days but you just have to keep moving on and keep reading your Bible to have that rock. Yeah, Joy, I think you're, you know, right on with that. I agree with everything you said. You know, I think also with that is just as I think of my life as a young Christian growing up in faith, and I just think about all the times that maybe I was focused on the wrong thing. And so as I think about just a young Christian in their walk and somebody who's just coming to faith, you know, Psalm 3, verse 5 pops into my head, and it says, I lay down and slept, woke again, for the Lord sustained me. And just telling young Christians, hold on to that truth, right? That scripture is the inherent word of God. And so hold on to that truth. Memorize that truth, right? Whether you come to know Christ as five, six-year-old, or whether you come to know Christ in your 80s and 90s, like, hold on to that truth. That is our hope. It's our instruction book for life. But in that, at the same time, like, nothing in this world sustains us except for God. You know, I would just remind young Christians, as well as Christians who have been in the faith for a long time, that it's not the things of God that sustain us. It's not the love of God. It's not the grace of God. It's not the hope of God. It is Christ, and God sustains us. Now, those things come, and they're wonderful, wonderful aspects of our faith as we continue walking, but our focus is on Christ. And when our focus is on Christ, like, it doesn't matter what challenges come. Right? We have hope that lasts eternally and forever. It's awesome. And Christ is that hope. Amen. Yeah. What do you think makes Huntington University stand out from other faith-based schools? <laughs> well, one thing for me is, and now this is like such a cliche answer, right? And I hear this all the time, and this is all I got told before I came here, but it is really the community of Huntington and how we have these events that bring each other together. But one specific thing that I really, really appreciate is our sojourners. On my floor, I live in Meadows Second, and our sojourner has been leading us in the Book of Esther, and we've just been going through that. And women's Bible study, reading Esther, that's so cliche, but again, I've learned a lot from it, and we've been like picking out things that we didn't know before and we've been I don't know I've heard this story all my life but just reading it with these group of amazing women we've been able to just 
kind of dive deeper and like compare it to like today's standards and just today's like cultural things and I've just really appreciated that Bible study time with them and I think that's something that Huntington does a really good job of is our community and our floor worship. Yeah, I would agree. I actually was thinking the same thing is community. You know, as a commuter, it gets difficult to get plugged in. And I remember when I first transferred here, I was worried. I was like, people have already established their friendships and all of this, and I'm not going to be able to get plugged in. And just how wrong I've been proven in that has been awesome. You know, just seeing how it doesn't matter what floor you're on. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what major you are. Just the community that's built here. Baker second specifically is those guys are kind of my guys right as a commuter like I've been kind of adopted into that floor of guys and they're just incredible I can't tell you how many times I've been here till 2 3 a.m. in the morning just chilling in the guys rooms and you know just having deep conversations about Christ and what faith means and being able to question why do I believe what I believe and guys come alongside me and they're going yes we understand these questions but like let's turn back to truth and just you know having that there where as a commuter I can come in and I even have a community here that's not just my commuters as much as I love the rest of my commuters like I have so many friends from different majors to different floors to different walks of life and Every single one of us just cares so deeply about the other, and I think that's something that really has stuck out to me in my time here at Huntington. If I were to add on that, I have to say that B2 is definitely a great community, and sure. I love B2, and they're just, they welcome everyone. And sometimes it makes me jealous, because I'm like, man, B2 would be so fun to live on. But I'm not saying the women aren't fun to live with, but B2 is just so fun, so. But it's interesting that you have women and men help you get along with Christ and, mm -hmm. and move in that community. Yep got good people on both sides yes yes grow with specifically but why do you think the women in your community and why do you think Spencer and the men in your community are important for you to help go in Christ like they do accept you and I understand that I was just curious that why women get women and men get men it was kind of like well, yeah like why it's important to have your group of the same gender just to be able to talk to it's because you know we're going through a similar walk of life I mean there's things that women can relate to each other that you know you just can't with men but it's also good to have the other side because you need both sides to have a balance so right and I, I would say you know along the same lines you know, a lot of my friends are female but particularly the guys on B2 that is my group of guys that I hang out with and a few guys over and write and you know I just think about the fact that I'm going through a certain thing in life you know whether it's relational or whether it's you know just guys I'm having a tough day right they understand and with my female friends like they do understand but the guys understand a different level because there's more of an openness with them because I know oh I know these guys in particular We've grown up in very similar situations and they've experienced a lot of the same things and so I just I know that I can go to them with anything you know it's I can be completely honest and open don't have to hold anything back and that's just awesome and that's like a gift that God gave you to make you male and to make you female Jordan mm -hmm. any last words you'd like to share with our audience I think for me just something that I would encourage you know HU students we've seen revival at many different campuses, Christian campuses throughout, and I was just hearing a couple people the other day say, like, man, 
wish we had revival here. And it's like, it can start here, right? And it starts with something as simple as prayer. So get together with your brothers and your sisters in Christ and begin to pray. We might not see it in our generation here at HU, but 40, 50 years from now, 60 years to a couple hundred years from now, we may see revival here. And so just continue to pray and press in and build up that community. Pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I'd love to build off of that. I think there's a great chance that revival's co- like I see signs of it coming. Like I feel it on campus and we do just need to keep having Huntington in our prayers for revival. But I was also going to say that for me, I live in Pennsylvania and I don't live anywhere near here. So coming here was a big step kind of for me. And I just want to say that I found like a home away from home, which I didn't think I would find because I was just so nervous. But it's worth getting out of your comfort zone. And I really love my major here. I love the community I have, the little family I have on Meadowsecond. I just want to say to like future students or anyone looking for a good Christian rooted campus, Huntington is a great place to go. I appreciate it for all that it's done for me. Well said, both of you. Well, thank you, Spencer and Joy, for joining me on this episode of Rooted. And thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And remember, you can listen to Forrester Radio over the air in Huntington on 105.5 WQHU or stream us anytime, anywhere on ForresterRadio.com. Stay rooted.